On this segment of MSU Today, we're going to explore the vision, mission, and values of Michigan State University's Department of African American and African Studies. We're going to do so with Dr. Ruth Nicole Brown, the inaugural chairperson and professor of AAAS, Dr. Tamura Lomax, foundational associate professor of AAAS, Dr. Christy Dotson, executive academic advisor to AAAS and professor of philosophy, and Dr. April Baker-Bell, continuing member of the transition team and associate professor of language, literacy, and English education. It's great to have you all here. And maybe April and Christy, you can start by telling us a little bit about the history and sort of the evolution of the department and, and the transition underway. Okay, I'd be happy to. So the AAAS, African American and African Studies at Michigan State University, um, began as a program in 2002. Um, and what was unique about it is that it was a program that was PhD granting. So it did not have an undergraduate arm, but it did have a, a PhD um, it was fluid. Uh, there were people who came in and out of it. Uh, and one of the things that the transition to a department helped or wanted to preserve about this program was first, uh, the production and, and the, the production and support of cultural workers in black communities, um, at the PhD level, but in, mostly in the graduate degrees, but also a kind of fluidity with respect to the kind of degrees that we have, because AAAS has been its own its own program since its inception. And so one of the things the department, I think, is going to and is, I think, working towards is kind of innovation that the initial program had, um, along with a real commitment to to supporting black people, to uh, helping to facilitate and create cultural workers in Black communities and to, you know, Black sovereignty. And April, what would you add to what Christy said? Well, I think Christy just gave us the entire history. <laughs> um, you know, for me, I came and joined AAAS in um, 2014, and I was always an affiliated faculty member, which means that I, I taught in the program. Um, so I've been around the program for about six years and, you know, have joined forces with Christy and a few other folks as part of the transition team um, and moving the program into a department. So I'm really excited about the work that's happening right now and the efforts that's being put in by uh, Ruth Nicole Brown, Tamora, as well as Christy and I in terms of transitioning this the, into a complete department. So, And Ruth, Nicole, and Tamura, what, what attracted you to this program? And, and can you talk sort of about the, the mission and the values and the culture of the department? Sure thing. So this is Ruth Nicole speaking, and I was incredibly motivated by the call for visionary leadership. I was excited to read about AAAS's core areas in feminisms, genders, and sexuality studies. I was excited by the new build of this department and that whatever that we would create, it would be collectively oriented and anew, which meant that this work is bigger than any one person. And I'm, and I'm interested always in, in being a part of something that will have impact for generations. And the call for the inaugural 
chairperson position affirms my long-held commitment to transforming the academy, um, in particularly ways that affirm Black communities, Black thought, and Black life. This is Tamora Lomap speaking. For me, um, I would say it was the timing, the opportunity, uh, and the people. All three of those things all three of those things aligned for me and they were right. So, um, you know, some people know this, some people don't, you know, I was at a point um, basically in my life where I was ready to return to the academy. I left the academy in 2015 to work uh, for work-life balance. And I, you know, left, I wanted to commit to raising my sons in a particular way, both of whom were born while I was in graduate school. And, um, had not had their mom present. So I wanted to be present with them. So that's one thing. But the other thing is I wanted to reimagine what it meant to be a scholar who works independently. I wanted to reimagine what that looked like. And I wanted to reimagine um, you know, what it means to produce and to be in community with um, scholars, but outside of the institution. And for many, the latter is like unconscionable. And so what's different now or what was different this year when I said yes, and this is very important because I don't know that I would have said yes if this was not the case. What's different is my sons are in college now. So I got them through school, they're now in college. I have a, a sophomore in college and a freshman in college. The freshman is at uh, MSU, he happens to be there. My oldest is at Morehouse College. And so that was right, the timing was right. But the other thing is that AAAS for me, when I saw the ad was literally a dream. You know, anyone who knows me and the work that I do knows that I'm a visionary, but anyone who knows the history of Black studies knows that the emphasis on Black feminism is revolutionary. And so, you know, and I don't mean like in terms of offering a few classes here and there or sprinkling um, Black women faculty here and there. I mean, literally to specifically uh, and unapologetically center and weave Black feminism in our curriculum and our values, our bylaws, et cetera. To me, that was a dream. And so that, um, along with the faculty, you know, really, that's what that's what drew me in. You know, when I came and visited, you know, I thought, wow, the centering of Black feminism is amazing. But more than that, you know, the faculty are amazing. I want to be here and I want to work with these people. So those, it was those three things. Um, I do want to say a word about the values because I think they're important um, for the department. Uh, I think of the values in terms of the in terms of the larger body of Black studies, right? So, and the larger discourse on Black life in America. So, in in 1903, W. B. Du Bois he publishes the book "So the Black Folks," and in that book he says basically the problem of 20th century is the color line, and so you see. You know, all of these discourses and all of, this, all of these frameworks, you see the departments, we see this understanding of Blackness solely in terms of race. And then you have these women, these amazing women, which is so important for this historical moment in time. You see these amazing women. So Journa Truth, Anna Julia Cooper, Ella Baker, Audrey Lord, June Lord, June Jordan, Tony Cape and Barra, and many, many others saying, wait a minute. It's not just a color line. It's not just blackness. Blackness moves across between genders and sexualities, the socioeconomic classes, abilities, et cetera, in particular kinds of ways. And I do want to, I want to shout out really quickly the folks like Beverly Gaishef, uh, Gloria T. Hill, um, uh, Barbara Smith, Barbara Christian, 
who basically tried to make it plain and say, no, what about the black women? What is our place? And I feel like we're we're the response to that. We're the response to the questions that they've been asking, that folks have been asking for over a century, and that those black feminists were asking in the 70s. And so here we are, and our values are very explicit. We stand on the shoulders of those folks because we we are like the answer. And so, namely, we as a department, we hold that unapologetically, we unapologetically center a blackness and feminism. That's one. The second thing is that we share a collective stake in the well-being of the whole. That's very important to Black feminism because uh, just to kind of paraphrase Anna Julia Cooper, when Black women are centered, everyone else is centered too. Um, and then lastly, we understand ourselves to be in community with a range of communities. And so that is what drew me. When I, when I understood uh, the vision where 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 this could possibly go and that I could be a part of it. I want it. I want it. I want it to be down. I want it to be there. And I will also say that when we arrived and we met each other, the excitement and enthusiasm and expertise at the table is so motivating and inspiring. And so, I, as Tamara said, we were also right about it. Um, Together, we came up with a vision for AAAS. And again, along with the values, we insist that Black Studies uncovers and creates technologies of living for Black people and Black futures. And when we say Black people, we mean all Black people. And when we say Black futures, that is to say beyond survival into wellness. That is our vision that we created together it guides our work, it guides our interactions, it guides our curriculum, and it will guide the work that we continue to do in the new build. And I think that's really you know, important. This is Christy Dotson speaking about, I think, what's distinctive about this project in this very difficult time. I mean, it's a it's a difficult time to build, both, you know, materially and ideologically, um, and specifically as, you know, a, a department that is, you know, feminisms, gender sexualities. Um, you know, through it all and, you know, basing it all is right now there is a backlash. There always seems to be a backlash on black feminism. <laughs> and whenever um, a particular radical contingent gets disappointed in the world, there is always this way in which black women and black feminists um, both, I think, and become the, 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 the number one oppressor of black people and black communities. And um, as we begin to see that forever build as it has historically done, I think it's an important thing to build a department that is unapologetically uh, Black feminist, as much as I think it's important to understand what we mean when we say beyond survival into wellness. Is there a critique of Black womankind that we cleave so hard to survival we become the next breakers for white supremacy? That critique exists, and by the way, we need to contend with that. But to say that Black feminism is only about survival and not unto wellness, to say that we don't have a critique and a passion about what happened here recently, as much as we understand that everything seems to come in inches in this world and not in feet, and we will fight to survive unto wellness. <laughs> and what does a department look like um, where its primary mode is new knowledge the way Black studies is always oriented, but also 
wellness, the world that wellness implies. That's, I think, the project here, um, a project of Black studies generally, um, but one here where we're not just, as the critique has been leveled on social medias about inclusion, we are also mostly about wellness. And given that Blackness is already extremely diverse, our visions of wellness must also be. And a department that is pursuing that is long over, so I wouldn't say it's long overdue. We add ourselves to a world of departments who are about that work. And Christy, do you want to say anything more about the mission and, and the three organizing inquiries that motivate and sustain your work? So technologies of living. So one of the things, I mean, I am the one on, on the crew who's going to always come in with black sovereignty, y'all. <laughs> black sovereignty. At some point, we got to not have to, we have to get to a point where we're not invested in the ways we are invested in certain kinds of projects that happen in the United States. <laughs> and that's the, that's the goal. I'm a third generation black studies major. And so here's what I know. <laughs> here's how I was raised. Here's what I know. Here's what we know. We know that black folks got cultures. <laughs> we have institutions. I don't, I don't think I can curse on this fine thing, but, you know, forget what you heard. <laughs> we do indeed have those. And there are many. And I mean, in the African diaspora sense, there are many cultures. And I think there are many institutions, Black church being one, um, many different, I think, in terms of Black music being others. Um, black philosophy, to me, is a culture, an institution that we have. I come from philosophy. And so the idea of Black cultures and institutions, that's one of our areas, and I'll pass the mic because I think other people can speak to other parts of this better, but Black cultures and institutions that have already been created and are in wait of being created um, is something that we hope to study, not just study, but to create um, and to maintain. Another one of our three organizing increase that motivate and sustain our work here is Black Girlhood Studies. And I have dedicated my career to creating knowledge about Black girlhood with Black girls, femmes, and non-binary folks. And I'm excited that Black Girlhood Studies um, is a shared interest uh, amongst uh, all of us on the call, and that we know it significant enough to add and formalize institutionally as one of our three organizing increase for the department. So for any of you, can you talk a little bit about some of your short and long-term goals for the department, and what are some of the challenges involved and the opportunities involved in, in achieving those? Russ, before we get to that question, I also just want to be clear that we have another organizing inquiry for the department, and that is Black speculative ecologies, because while critique is important and all of our students will learn skills, we also know that it's critically important that as we move into wellness, that we study, teach, and know what it is we want to be well for. And so we have a Black speculative ecologies that focuses on thinking about relations of time to Blackness, as well as creating conditions that we want, that we desire, and creating tangible sort of solutions um, to existing problems for the future that, that we, this call, those on this call are already in. So would anyone like to address sort of goals and challenges and opportunities moving forward? Well, I think 
that this is Tor Lomax uh, speaking. One of the main uh, opportunities that and challenges um, that's that is before us is what Ruth Nicole just said is that it's creating, we have an opportunity to shape students that who will go out and create alternative futures. And I think that that for me, when I think about what's at stake for the department, um, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the opportunity that we have at hand. Departments shape students in all kinds of ways. They, they shape these bodies, right? These bodies of students and they go out into the world and they do something or they don't, or they do something just for themselves or they do something for the more. And so we have this amazing opportunity to create what I like to call connected critics. We have an opportunity to, to shape connected critics in a more radically um, inclusive and forward thinking way so that they don't forget about the poor, so that they don't forget about the sick, so that they don't forget about the able body, so that they don't forget about all of those who are on the margins of the margins. And so we get to create that. We get to create an environment for uh, shaping for shaping those kinds of, of identities. So when I think about teaching in the classroom and the work that we'll do, I'm not just thinking about, you know, students, they'll, they'll just take our class and, you know, they'll go on and do something else. No, I'm really expecting, when I am teaching, I am expecting those students to go out and do something, right? And so I'm expecting them to go out and fight for this world, this other world that we want, that we're, where everyone can be a part of it and everyone can be a part of it in the way that Christy just talked about in terms of wealth, that everyone is living well, everyone has an opportunity to access wellness. Right now, that's not the case. And we certainly know for the last four years, that's not the case. But black folks know that it's not been the, the case forever in these United States. And so we have the opportunity to really gather um, in a place and commune and interlock in ways that I don't know that for me personally, I've had that in the past. So we get to do that in a way that is, is pretty amazing. So that's what's at stake. But the other thing I think about is what's at stake for the institution. Like we need to be successful and not, it's not just about numbers. This is an opportunity for MSU to say who they are, you know, through our, through the work that we do. You know, there, there is a history, there's a narrative there that's not so good. And so it is important that we do well and that this work, you know, is supported. So there's a lot at stake for us personally. There's a lot at stake for the institution. There's a lot of st at stake for the department. I mean, we needed to do well. And for me, I needed to do well because I need to see this future that I've been dreaming about. I'll just add, I think um, this is April speaking. I just think for me, I just feel like this is the department we've all been waiting for. And when I say we, I'm thinking about at Michigan State as someone who uh, was part of the AAAS program and also just there, I think that this is the department we've needed for a very long time. But I also think about myself, you know, like this is the department I needed as an undergraduate student. I'm thinking about my daughter. This is the department she will need um, to be part of. You know, I think um, what I enjoy so much about building, building, being in the building process is that um, being in conversation with Ruth, Nicole, Christy, and Tamora, it gives us language to kind of narrate this moment that we are in, to explain our history and to map out the future we need. And I'm just so excited about what this will mean for future students to come, not just at Michigan State, but everywhere. Like, how is this particular 
AAAS department, Black Studies department, going to transform Black studies all around the country. So I'm really excited and hopeful. I think it's so necessary. It's been necessary, but I'm really excited about the work that it's going to do. I suppose this is Christy. I suppose um, I will add on to all these fine words of my colleagues. Um, uh, it's important to note that, you know, when we get a chance to meet with each other, uh, it's magical. Um, but I, I also want to add something on the obstacles. <laughs> Because I think that we have the same obstacles as any Black Studies Department in these United States. Um, and that is, though Michigan State, you know, is re-upping on a commitment to diversity and inclusion, um, you know, we are in, by and large, a country that has been um, anti-Black, anti-Black women, anti-Black peoples. And um, in many ways, and this has been shown in the election, has had in its own technologies of survival white supremacy. And so one of the things you encounter, you know, and this is what dragged me into Black studies when I went to college and maybe my mother before uh, me and my grandmother before her, is that actually you get in these classes and you're just told over and over again just how much... Not that you didn't do, because I think that that would be a different kind of narrative to counter, but just how irrelevant. <laughs> and that gets carried forward in some of the so-called critique structure um, of particularly Black peoples produced by the Western Academy. That primarily what we have to offer are the ways in which we've been disappeared in a Western discourse to, all the way down to our ontology. And, you know... For the folks who didn't want to hear that word, all the way down to whether or not we exist, even though we sit in here, <laughs> there's an obstacle in how critique is shaped in the Western Academy about Black people's lives. There is an obstacle in what, what do you want to call it, radical politics gets formed as once it goes through the grinder of the technology of living that is white supremacy. And we are in that place, right? We are in the place where that passes as common sense. We are in the place where what is common is precisely our, you know, existence as non-existent. And yet we are here. And so one of the things about Black Studies that I will appreciate forever that I fought and so many others fought so hard for this department in whatever form it would take. And I think it's clear, not necessarily I think there was very little resistance for feminisms, genders, and sexuality studies at Michigan State for a lot of reasons. A lot of powerful, really wonderful Black women scholars have been here. Um, maybe they are not necessarily part of this, but they have been here. Dr. Geneva Smitherman, you know, Dr. Darlene Clark Hine, and just a bunch of Black chicks who did this work. But it, it is also the case that we do it in a context where some of our best so-called critiques erase our existence <laughs> and then call it black studies. Not, not that environment is an obstacle <laughs> because we have this group on this call have an unapologetic faith in black peoples as much as we have an unapologetic, well, I don't know about we, I have an unapologetic lack of faith in white supremacist institutions. <laughs> so we have that balance, you know, of, of being alive and doing this work and uh, in these climates that have been notoriously um, institutionally racist. But here we are. And I think that all of that complexity um, is as much our opportunity as our obstacles. I should also mention too, obstacle we are 
building a new during a global pandemic. And we know that well over 200,000 people have lost their lives due to COVID. Um, we know that COVID has disproportionately impacted Black communities. Um, all of us have been affected to various degrees. I myself have been per personally affected. And so when I hear about obstacles and thinking about how do we, those on this call, how do we do the work of, of connecting with each other, of meeting, of getting it done, um, of, of learning each other um, and, and sharing our wonderful expertise um, in this moment where we have to, for public safety reasons, um, remain socially distanced. Yet we are finding creative ways to be in community with each other, to get to know each other. I think that's important. Certainly we knew of each other's work before we became colleagues, but um, I do want the listeners to understand that we are actively building relationships and we have such a, a solid grounding and appreciation for the expertise of each other. We have overlapping and shared commitments for what we want to see and the kind of education um, that grows student souls. We certainly have, have contemplated and strategized, as Christy said, about ways of, of doing the institution differently so that it is life-affirming with so much uh, death surrounding us. We also know, and I feel that, um, and I, I'm going to use this word love, um, because when I think about what it means and what is at stake to build this radical department at this time during a global pandemic, when it is not just our department that is building anew, but in fact, uh, Conditions have made it such that all departments are rethinking and asking themselves how to do their work differently. In some ways, we are at an advantage because we understood that coming in that we were building something um, and what we're building will last. I'm reading the sort of collective energy of people and the desire for change, I think, is coming across in many different ways, but it is clear that what we are building folks uh, are ready for. And it is going to also change who we are. And in just this short amount of time, I've been deeply affected by the wisdom, uh, the relationships uh, amongst those on the calls. And I'm so interested um, and excited for the ways that that will translate um, into this work that we're doing now. I wanted to just add to that. This is Tamori Lomax again. Um, that is the beauty of us. You know, I think April, I think we've all said it, you know, our, the energy, yes, we knew of each other, but it is something wholly other to be um, in real community with one another and really having the freedom to dream and color outside of the line. I mean, I get so much energy and I need it because it's hard to dream anew and big, you know, and differently in the midst of a pandemic and not just a pandemic, but death and not just death, but on top of that, 
we're already having to face the constant threat of white supremacist, of white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. Like, so we're black folks are surrounded by that, right? And then you have black women, cis, trans, non-binary, binary, and you know, black women having to face death for other reasons, right? So for sexism. So we got white supremacy, we got sexism, and now we got a pandemic. And in the midst of that, we are dreaming. You know, all of us at the table are visionaries, amazing, badass visionaries at the table. And so we have that energy, that energy, we have that camaraderie, we have that spirit, but yet, so we're pushing through, but yet we're very real and honest about what exactly is happening here. So it is very difficult. You know, this, this moment has um, changed our lives, our ways of knowing, our ways of being and being with one another. You know, typically we'd all be in the, in the department and, you know, having lunch together and laughing and, you know, building camaraderie in that way. And for me, um, because I have a, a black church background, I believe in the call and response and I get that energy for, from students. Like, and so we would have the students and we would have that, those high fives and those smiles and we don't have that. So we're having to push through regardless of what had has typically been normal for us. So it's extremely difficult, but what is amazing is that even with our obstacles, even with the constant threat of death, which black women in particular know all too well, we push through. Well, for those joining in on our conversation, how would you like them to uh, participate and support African-American and African studies at MSU? There are a number of ways you can support the new build of African-American and African studies. First of all, if you are a current AAAS student, we sent out a survey that we invite you to complete. We are seeking to be in communication with you and to learn more about what you want for the new build. And I also want to let folks know that we are committed to the study and production of knowledge and building new worlds. And so we will have a number of significant interdisciplinary scholarship and creative project projects that fully integrate our pedagogy, our public engagement effort. Uh, there's my work with Saving Our Lives, Here Our Truths, Tamora's work with The Feminist Wire, and all of us in the department have collective projects that we would like to see grow and expand and your support could go a long way with helping us to achieve those goals. We will have a support button on our website very soon where you can give and help support students, faculty, and department innovation. Thank you. AAAS uh, 300 Survey and Africana Studies will meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 1240 to 2 p.m. Um, I have a major thesis for all of my courses, and the major thesis is this for this course. It is that AAAS, the study of African American and African studies, is innately plural and multivocal. Um, there are many lines of thoughts, approaches, and themes, not simply because of the intellectual contours that inhabit it, but because of the people and the cultures that define it. So really, really quickly, uh, there are five major themes, which are also called umbrellas, that will frame um, the discussions in the course. So one is diaspora and borders. Number two is blackness as an experience. Number three is blackness as resistance. Number four is blackness as theorized. And then number five is probably my favorite, 
and that is blackness as cultural representation and that this, that the latter goes into really how has blackness been presented to us um, in pop cultural spheres so we want to be sure that students take our classes we are also growing in our faculty size and we currently have a national search underway where we're inviting applications for two open rank tenure stream faculty positions in black feminisms, gender and sexualities at the rank of either assistant, associate and full. So it is an open rank position. Um, and you can definitely go to our website for more information if you're interested in applying. We will review applications or begin to review them January 4th. Lastly, um, because part of our work um, as, as a collective of visionaries is, is dreaming anew, we will have several initiatives that we ask that you keep a uh, lookout for. We are strategizing, planning, plotting ways to be in relationship with communities um, outside of the MSU campus. Um, certainly, we all bring collective projects uh, with us, and we're looking to expand that. Um, and so we are asking folks to, again, uh, keep in touch with us to support uh, the department. Uh, financial contributions are welcome, um, and good energy and thoughts for what we're doing are certainly appreciated, um, because much of what we're doing will be new and may not have yet been seen before for those who want to get in just um please keep in touch with us. Well, and, and as we close, let me ask each of you, is there something important you'd like to add or just summarize what you'd like those joining in on our conversation to know about AAAS at MSU? Uh, this is Christy. Um, I, I imagine what I want people to know um, about MSU AAAS is that um, this is an exciting place of people who... Um, I, I think really do enjoy each other, and, but don't necessarily agree on everything. I've actually enjoyed conversations um, and just the life of, of, of the life of building wellness, even amongst us, you know, where we could have moments where we have these really fairly deep, you know, conversations about class and leave it unresolved because it's going to be unresolved um, and have interesting uh, engagements towards work. And so this is one of the things I think is distinctive, not distinctive, but special. I like it here uh, at AAAS MSU. It's because not for nothing, it's time to work. <laughs> one of our, you know, one of our, our models is let's go. And, you know, not just to sit on that and be like, and here we know this thing differently because you know what, Angela Davis got this right. Um, enlightenment is not liberation and liberation ain't the goal. I'm looking for sovereignty. <laughs> That's going to take some building. Um, and I think that we are like-minded on that, though we get there differently, as my colleague Ruth Nicole lives in the future. I live so deeply in the present. <laughs> I'm like, how did that move that wind? The wind moved this way today, and now the leaves are going that way, and that changes everything. <laughs> I'm very different. But I think that we have this exciting synergy because we have what I think is always difficult to have, um, a shared vision about what we want. Other than this, I'm a cursor, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Other than this, better than this, different than this, and we're ready to put the work in. This is Tamari Lomax again. I, I have, there's, so I'm working on something, and there's 
you know, there's this this quote that just it's it's sticking with me and I cannot release it. And so it is all up in everything that I'm doing right now, but it applies and it is driving me, it is guiding me, it's inspiring me. Um, it came to me when um, the Supreme Court Justice Spirit was just kind of, you know, thrust upon us and forced through uh, the process to becoming a Supreme, a Supreme Court judge. And I was at home and just really devastated by, you know, this happening. Like, what, what, what is this world? What are we, what, what are we doing? What is this? the question that Stuart Hall always asks the, the cultural theorists. What, what, what is this moment? What is this world? And the thing that keeps playing over in my head like a ticker, ticker tape is this quote by June Jordan, where she says, children, but I'm going to say youth, youth are the ways that the world begins again and again. And I, to me, that just gives me hope because I just feel like we can begin this world again. There is an opportunity with the younger folks to begin this world again. Like we have, and we can, and we can, and we can do it right or we can do it wrong. And so I'm really, you know, as April said earlier, just extremely, I'm excited about that. I am not misguided in thinking that the journey will be perfect. But I do think we have an opportunity to begin this world again. Uh, so we all bring uh, diverse approaches with us. And um, particularly in this moment, you know, I, I talked about how I come to Black studies through the arts. And so I'm thinking about poetry as um, a way for now and a way forward and Lately, I've been reading a lot of, rereading a lot of Sonia Sanchez. And there's um, a, a, one stanza, it's, it's part of a haiku tanka uh, for Harriet Tubman. Um, and it's just, you know, three sort of uh, short lines, but I keep meditating on it, um, thinking about our future. Um, and Sonia Sanchez wrote, picture this woman, freedom bound, tasting a people's preserved breath. And yes, we are here together and it is a great joy and an honor for me. Um, I'll just say one thing. I, I know uh, Tamora and a few of y'all like, caught out quotes. It, it's making me think about um, this Toni Morrison quote that I love. And she talks about this is precisely the time where artists go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language. This is how civilizations heal. I just think about like, I feel like this is what we're doing. Like even since I would say the semester started with AAAS, there's so much that is unfolded in the world. I mean, I remember moments of us coming together and, you know, it was right after the verdict of Breonna Taylor. I mean, I remember us, you know, just the, in this, in, and COVID is continuing to go, right? I remember working with the tri AAAS transition team and Christy specifically when COVID hit Michigan and everything just like, okay, we got to figure this thing out in another way. But the one thing that has remained the same through it all is that we've been getting to work. And I think the work has helped us to, for at least from my perspective, to think about a new world, to go back what Tamor, to what Tamora was pointing out. I think like building something new in this moment. And I really, I think, appreciate that because it, 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 it pushes me away from, you know, sometimes just the self-pity and to falling into what's happening in the world. I mean, just last week when we all came together in preparation for today, Christy came on and was talking about the moment we were in. And I think many of us were like, 
how are you seeing this? You know, how are you seeing, how are you seeing that? How are you predicting this? And honestly, and that's how the week unfolded. And so I've just been very appreciative to be able to, you know, get to work with this crew and to be able to look at this moment that we are in now and think about that future that we're trying to build. Well, thank you all for the conversation. We've been exploring and discussing Michigan State University's Department of African American and African Studies, much more online at triplaasaas.msu.edu. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.